Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. This is part two in our conversation on better understanding our story and the significance of it as we grow towards health. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, because essentially Life Map is you intentionally writing out your story, right? Yes, with a piece of paper and a pencil. Yeah, piece of paper and a pencil. And what's fascinating is, is think about this, right? When someone asks you, tell me your story, mm-hmm. think about how the brain and the heart function in that moment. Because when someone asks you, what's your story? The things that come to mind are probably pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting what we don't tell when someone asks us that question mm-hmm. and the things that we do tell. Yep. And depending on who asks the question also kind of categorizes what we do and do not say. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important to be curious in that process because we should be asking ourselves like, why, why do I remember this? Mm. Or why can't I remember high school? Right. Because, you know, what, what often tends to happen with life mapping is, yeah, there's those very vivid memories, but then there's gaps of time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that could mean several things. Often what it could mean is that somebody went through something really difficult during that time. Right. Mm-hmm. It can be like, and it's not a, it's not a bad, it's not, this isn't about being good and good or bad. Like, oh, I'm super right. messed up. Right. If I can't remember a period of my time, I'm just no. super messed up. Correct. That's not what it is. What it is, is it's, it is your body doing what it's supposed to do and protect you. Yeah. It's God, it's God giving you the ability to experience and walk through life in an imperfect world. God didn't just throw us to the, to like these horrible situations. He gave us these amazing bodies that can deal with an awful lot of really intense stuff. And those gaps are not things to be like, man, I'm just really messed up. That is a gift from God that we can manage and move forward. Like where you're at right now is because you're, you have figured out how to survive in a way, in a very broken world. And what a life map does is figures out what are the strengths and weaknesses from my story so I can sur- not just survive this life, but thrive in my life and help others along as well. Because this life map thing isn't something that you're going to be processing alone. There is a lot of like work that you have to do on your own, but it is something that you're sharing. Because the best th- some of the best things we can do is know our story and share our story with people we trust. Yes. That People we trust is very important. Yes. Sharing our story with people we trust. Yeah. Because we, we believe that that's, that's going to be a big part of our transformation. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because I think what we'll find is that patterns show up in our right. story. Yeah. And that's significant. That's one of the reasons we do the life map is what is my pattern? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, because the whole flight or fight f- uh, phenomenon mm-hmm. that when I'm, when I'm faced with adversity – we are wired as human beings to get into this posture of fight or flight to where it's like, do I press up against this adversity? Do I run from this adversity? But tend, tend to what tends to happen is we get into these patterns of certain things happen to us 
and we play out this this cycle, this pattern, right? Where I do this, then I do this, then I do this, and all, and and if we look at our life, we can find these patterns, and if we understand that better, mm-hmm. well, we can we can better know how to handle situations in the future when yeah. they come up, mm-hmm. and sharing it with other people, like. You and I know our know each of our stories well, and we've shared our stories with each other for almost for over five years now. Mm-hmm. And so there's patterns that I know or I see in you that I've been able to say something about. And the same is true where you're able to identify and know that the things about my story to address either a strength or a weakness and know that there's growth there or not. So it's 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 a, it it would be a complete waste of time if you did all this work on your story and not share it because I only know my perspective of my story which sounds weird but the people that I care about the most that I'm closest to if I'm sharing my story with them they're able to help me give a more accurate and honest picture of what my story looks like because we don't just lie to other people we lie to ourselves and sharing our story helps us highlight what is true and what is not. Yeah. So we're, you know, th- this, I'm not at all wanting to make this sexist, but we talk primarily to men because right. that, that's, that's just the environment that we find ourselves in. But um, I think, I think for the guys that we meet with and probably for anybody for that matter, but for the guys we meet with, what's really important in this is identifying the emotions. Because the emotions are often just the the fuel for what's happening in mm-hmm. my unwanted behavior. Right. Which sounds yeah. yeah. Which sounds contrary to this idea of what it means to be a man. And it, like oh, there's a mentality whether we like it or not that to in a lot of circles to be a true man. Um, you don't talk about emotions or your emotions don't affect you. So you just mash them down with your feelings masher. And then what happens is you come like they come out some way, usually sideways and they hurt people. I say a true man is in touch with his feelings and understands what they do, which sounds really contrary. It's like, oh, I'm in touch with my feelings. And so I'm, I'm an emotional guy. It's like, yeah, because you, you are in control of them. That's <laughs> well, it's good. because it's because you know I'm a millennial, and it's because our parents and mm-hmm. grandparents were so shaped by John Wayne and yeah. like Clint Eastwood and mm-hmm. the whole like despondent cowboy who, who is really like a drunk and a, in a <laughs> and just kind of yeah. a, a emotionally vacant mm-hmm. human being. But yep. we tend to look at those characters and be like, "That's what a man is." Yep. This isolated lone cowboy like riding his horse out into the you know, into the great beyond. Yeah. Nothing affects him except people, which is why he's running from them. Right. Yeah. I mean, and he says four <laughs> words and yeah. some, you know, and we're like, oh man, that's, that's a man, right? Yeah. Chewing tobacco and just living on the countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that kind of <laughs> approach to living life doesn't really work well. No. Um, emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, relationally. Uh, it doesn't really lead to a lot, a lot of health. No. But with, but that's kind of the the macho like American man mm-hmm. uh, image that we have. Yeah, you know, which is interesting because it's it requires so much more courage and bravery to show emotion than to not show emotion. Like th- if we think back through our lives, or just like this past month, if if you're if you're hearing this, thinking about like when did I see actual bravery? It's when someone shared something very vulnerable. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, 
That is nothing like the emotions don't bother me. And and here's the reality, man. Like we know this, but all of my unwanted emotions and all of my unwanted behaviors are rooted. Well, I'll just say all my unwanted behaviors are rooted in some emotion. Like, for example, like even, even like every guy you talk with typically, like if you ask them the emotion that they deal with that they don't like, they're going to say anger. Mm. But behind the anger is often something way more vulnerable. Right. Something like a sadness. But it's hard. It takes a lot of courage for a guy to say, like, I'm just sad. Yeah. Or I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Or I'm afraid. But th- often it's those kinds of emotions. Or I'm ashamed. Mm. It's those kinds of emotions that are the things that are kind of putting gas on the fire to these behaviors that I don't want to exhibit. Mm. Yep. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We start part three in our conversation tomorrow. We'll see you soon.